Your weekly hour in therapy is only about 10% of the work. So what do we do about the rest? Welcome to the 90% Podcast, a candid conversation about mental health and wellness featuring approachable tips that you can use in real life. The 90% is hosted by Tina and Clayton of The Therapy Studio, a creative and progressive approach to counseling. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our seventh episode. Yeah, lucky number seven. Um, And we're going to talk about career stuff today. Career counseling is an area of interest for Tina and I. Uh And we were thinking we would talk about signs that it might be time for a change absolutely how how to know when it's time to leave your job (laughs) (laughs) or change careers yeah and i think um as we jump in we have we have this list we've got you know five five signs um and i think we're thinking about this pretty flexibly in terms of you know is this thinking about moving to another organization um, it could mean, am I ready for a new job in my organization? Am I ready for the next step or another role, um, depending on the, the size and scope of your organization? Um, or am I ready for like a whole like career change, like mm-hmm. a, a change of profession too? Mm-hmm. Um, any of this kind of stuff. And, and those details are for you to figure out. But I guess uh, as we're presenting these, we're thinking of them as maybe being applicable across those different kinds of, of uh, changes. Yeah. I love how you like really gave a spectrum of different different situations that people can be in in order to access our information. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're here for a lot of people, but I think also you know, given that everybody's situation is different, and so you know, take these with that grain of salt. Of that, like whatever fits for you is is what makes the most sense. But here are some things that we think might be valuable to consider. So kicking off our top five, our first one is maybe you're, maybe you're looking for more of a challenge or something else that you're missing at your current job. So this could, this could relate to you're being bored. You're not being bored. You are bored. Mm. Um, or maybe you feel like you're unchallenged in your current position or you feel like you're just stagnant and you feel like you aren't getting promotions, you aren't um, getting new opportunities within your company or business or wherever it is that you are that, you know, like looking at it over time, you you just haven't been mm-hmm. successful in getting that. Um, someone, someone who means a lot to me, so my very first principal when I was starting out as a school counselor, um, he told me that you should spend at least four or five, four or five years in a job and then it's time for a change. So whether that be a change of careers or positions or in my case, school districts um, or grade levels or just positions within the school, um, that's usually a good time to, to look for another opportunity. And obviously like not, not everyone who's listening to this is in an education position. And I don't know how research-based this <laughs> bit of advice is, um, from this particular principal, but he was pretty, pretty dead on because after 
four years, four or five years as a counselor, I changed careers entirely. Hmm. And I'm not looking back. <laughs> well, I think you're making this this guidance that you received, I think uh, helps put into focus that I think we're thinking about things uh, over, over time. Um, the idea that uh, you construct your career, um, you're probably working for, you know, good... 30, 40 years. Um, and so, you know, when we say, oh, you're feeling bored or you're feeling unchallenged, you're feeling stagnant, um, we think of that as like something that you're feeling for an extended period of time. I, you get to decide how long is, is too much. But um, this is not like, oh, I, I was really kind of bored at work last week. It's time for a new job. It's instead like, hey, I've been bored for a year. It's time <laughs> for a new job. Is that what happened with you? Uh, what do you mean? And I feel like you've had you you're doing a big career change sometime soon. Yeah, I I knew for a long time that I uh wanted to work with people and mm-hmm. I like I've I've always had jobs where I've been like kind of working for the the greater good and that's important to me but to be able to um do that face to face with other humans would be nice cuz I do a lot of mm-hmm. work with computers and I just I found that that didn't make me feel very good um, when I was doing that as a full-time job. So mm-hmm. um, I still do that. And, uh, you know, I've over time found something that, that works for me. Um, but, you know, a long time ago I decided that I wanted to go after counseling because that seemed like a better fit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good career. If pretty I cool. say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> should come over on our side. Yeah. <laughs> full-time. <laughs> Anyway, what's our second one? Our second one is, okay, you're bored, you're unchallenged, you're stagnant, you're whatever, you're dissatisfied in some sort of way with your your current role. Um, I think our next one is that you've made some sort of um, attempt uh, in your current role to make the best of it or to change it, right? Um, sometimes like, you know, the best thing to do is just to, to get out and find a new place and find it or find a new organization, find a new job, whatever, find a whole new career. Um, but I guess I, one of the things we wanted to say was that, um, you know, jumping ship is not always, uh, in your, in your best interests over the long term, And so, um, also that like that kind of like rigid black and white thinking that like, this is either the right job for me or it's not, um, it may get us in trouble. And instead, Let's be more flexible. What can we ask for um, from our coworkers and from our managers Mm -hmm. um, and the leaders in our organization to see like, Mm -hmm. hey, what um, I would like to be doing X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there opportunity for me in that? Mm -hmm. And then you've started a dialogue at least. um, And it's up to that, you know, organization or those leaders to to decide like yes or no um, or or something in between. But at least you've uh, made some sort of uh, attempt to um, grow within that space. Um, and maybe their, their recommendation is, you know what, you need a different job at our organization. <laughs> and then they put you, uh, you guys decide, you know, a better place to be. So I guess this, uh, next step is about, um, seeing kind of the, the gray area in, in mm-hmm. job, job seeking. And that mm-hmm. like, maybe your current role, um, is, is the right one, but it needs to be modified in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. I really like how you use the terminology, the gray area, mm. um, and that you also use the terminology for black and white thinking because mm. that that's a form of distorted thinking. That's a term of irrational, just irrational or disordered thinking. And 
when when we are emotionally dysregulated, mm. um, we're not thinking very rationally, and we we think that there are only two choices for us. Um, when really there's a whole spectrum of different choices. There are many many different choices that maybe we haven't tapped into yet because we haven't been able to to see it from a different perspective. Absolutely, and I, I like the way you said that. Like if you if you're finding yourself in that place of like. Uh, I, I have to leave or I'm, I'm going to be unhappy here. Um, then maybe it's time to not necessarily like quit your job, but like to check in with a counselor, check in with a friend, check in with a family member and kind of like talk through some of this and get yourself to a place where you're feeling, um, a little less, uh, stressed or dysregulated to Mm -hmm. use your word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, tell us about our next one. Uh, what's this one? Number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so our third one is have your boundaries been broken? Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about boundaries in terms of therapy. And yes, it, it also applies to the workplace as well. Um, so these are these are your deal breakers. So your boundaries are kind of like your your short list, things that you you need to have at your job, things that you require at your job in order to to feel like you're satisfied, to feel like it's it's going to work for you, that you're getting what you need, um, and that you know you're being heard. Um, so this could be this could be a certain salary range. This could be a certain amount of responsibility. This could be. Um, healthcare benefits. This could be just professional development benefits, like all sorts of things like PTO, um, sick leave, like all of those, all of those different things that you could keep on your short list and say, Hey, if I don't have these things, this is not going to be the place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, like having a specific type of salary is very much on my short list. And, um, Oh my gosh, I don't know what else is on my short list. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, making enough money that I can like provide for my family and also be comfortable to do the things that I want to do. Um, I guess another one of my, my deal breakers would be having a sense of respect, having mm-hmm. a sense of um, just authority and autonomy autonomy Autonomy, definitely um being able to do what i want to do and being able to feel like i'm trusted Mm -hmm. um and yeah how how did you identify that those were your things (laughs) that's a great great question um just by being in a terrible job (laughs) and not getting the things that i needed and advocating for what I needed, like trying to communicate mm-hmm. that, hey, I need these things. And when uh, when I wasn't given those things time and time again, I, I knew it was time to go. And I, I think that's another good point. It connects into uh, the second item, which is like uh, a boundary, you know, being crossed or whatever. That's not necessarily like it's time to, I, I must quit next week, but maybe there's an opportunity for discussion too. Like there's still like gray area within that. Mm-hmm. Um, a boundary has been broken. Okay. Let's mark that. But um, maybe we can have a discussion with a manager or a coworker or whoever's broken that boundary mm-hmm. um, to uh, see if there's a repair that can be made. Mm-hmm. Um, if yes, then, then that's an opportunity for growth in that role. Mm-hmm. And if not, then, then that's a, a, a sign at least yeah. that it's time to start thinking about something else. Yeah. Have you ever had any deal breakers in your, your career? 
Um, you know, I'm trying to think about, you know, certainly like, yeah, salary is something that you consider. Um, I, I think like having this, I guess I always, I came into, um, work thinking like you go in and you do the role exactly as it just says in your job responsibilities and, um, they're, they're going to, the organization has all this power. They're going to tell you how much you make and these are your benefits and all this. And I guess what I found is that, um, it's, it's more negotiable than that. And that, uh, as you kind of develop, use the word like advocating for yourself, like that, mm-hmm. um, kind of having that sense of your own power and your own ability and worth, um, gives you is something you can kind of convert into advocacy for your your own needs and so I guess you know I I think I started with like kind of very sharp boundaries and then over time realized that like um that wasn't necessary and instead like if I'm unhappy about something I just need to ask about it and then see what happens Mm -hmm. and you know it's up to your employer to decide whether they uh uh, acknowledge that or not Mm mm-hmm um, I do want to say one more thing that I thought about yeah. as you were talking, another boundary of mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of boundaries. Um, <laughs> is to have, is if you have a good supervisor or not, mm-hmm. because that can really, that can really have an impact on your quality of work, your, mm-hmm. your amount of satisfaction during your work day, because a lot of times your supervisor is the one who who has some authority over your position. And if you have a good supervisor that you can trust and that you can talk to and that listens to you and doesn't just nod their head um, whenever you're talking and actually puts something in action for you, takes what you say and makes some changes based on what you need, I think that's that's great. Absolutely. Um, that's what I have now. <laughs> Yourself? <laughs> As my own supervisor. <laughs> I am my own supervisor. Um, but if you don't have a good supervisor, I mean, like, if you have a shitty principal or if you have a bad boss or you have someone who doesn't really know how to manage employees or know what what business is, how to manage and run a business, then you're probably not going to be as satisfied. It's probably not going to be a good place for you in the long run. Yep. And then finding, are there ways that I can modify that? Or do I need to check in and see if there's somewhere else to go? Yep. Yep. Or just be your own supervisor. Or be your own supervisor. (laughs) Uh, Item number four. um, I'm going to borrow a term from uh, uh, a kind of couples counseling, which is a negative sentiment override. (laughs) And so are you... What What was the thing that I said that you were like, oh, in Gottman theory, it's actually this... Do you remember what I said? Oh, when you can't stop talking shit about. Yes. Or in other terms, uh, you can't stop talking shit about your job. And all you want to do is complain about your job. Um, That's usually a good sign, right? That it's uh, probably time for a change. A change of some sort. Again, is that change like that I'm going to see if there's some opportunity at my current role that I can change? Um, or is it that I just need to get out of here because I've, I've kind of like lost mm-hmm. all trust in this, this organization or this supervisor or whatever. And it seems like you can't get out. Um, again, if you're feeling like it's a black and white decision, then, um, it's probably time to kind of open that up and maybe there's, you know, counseling is a good space for that or a friend or a coworker, family member, somebody who can kind of help you talk through that and kind of get a sense of, of control and awareness around the situation. 
Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the litmus test that Tina, uh, recommends is like when you come back from <laughs> vacation, are you eager to get back to work? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you dreading returning? Um, same for the weekends. And yeah. I remember when you were kind of burnt out with, uh, your school counseling job, like yeah. Sunday would roll around and you were not very, uh, pleased. You oh were my gosh. Of... I was the worst person to be around. I like really ruined my entire Sunday because I was dreading my Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, another, another test for this is going back to school counseling. Um, as you guys know, people who are educators, unless you're like a principal or assistant principal, you usually have the summer off. So I would have the summers off, um, in between school years and, when I loved school counseling, when I was so passionate about school counseling, like I would be so excited to go on vacation in May. And then after a month and a half in, I would be like, okay, I feel, I feel refreshed. I feel rejuvenated. I feel ready to start this next school year. Like, let me put some programs in place. Like, let me start organizing and, you know, strategizing for the next school year. Um, and that, that was the case for me for a few years. And then there was one year where, August rolled around and I was still like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go back. And that was my last year in school counseling. (laughs) It was time to leave. Yeah. And so there's, I guess, one of the key components of this is that like awareness of self and like kind of checking Mm -hmm. in on yourself. And again, checking Mm -hmm. in on yourself over time, like just because Mm -hmm. you have a bad week doesn't mean it's time to, to look for another job necessarily. Mm -hmm. But, um, if you're having a bad extended period of time, um, and you're seeing a pattern of this kind of negativity and and frustration, um, then that's usually a good sign that there's, uh, uh, some thinking to be done and perhaps a decision to be made. Right. All right. Well, let's bring it home. We got our fifth one here. Um, our last one is, do you know what's next? <laughs> and the, I, I guess the idea here is that like uh, we would not encourage anybody to quit their job without another thing lined up um, or some sense of where they're going next. Like everybody's situation is different. Maybe you can um, do that. Maybe you can't. Um, but the idea of like we don't necessarily want to escape a job, but rather like oh, maybe we're moving towards something better. And so – do you have a, a clear sense of where you want to go next? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to get to a place of frustration. It's harder to get to that next step of clarity of like, where do I want to go now that I know right. that I'm done Where do with I this? go from here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, one, again, as we mentioned, like career counseling is an area that Tina and I are really interested in and we think is uh, very powerful, um, helps people kind of gain that sense of clarity around what they want to mm-hmm. do. Um, so that can be an avenue for identifying you know, if, you, if you're not sure what you want to do next, but you mm-hmm. know you're pretty ready to go, then mm-hmm. maybe it's that's one avenue. Another is like talking to um, mentors and other kind of colleagues that you, you trust a lot to see kind of what they think about your situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What other things would you do if you were in that situation? A lot of times people have their careers and then they have their little side hustles or they have their hobbies. And if... If you feel like your hobby is sustainable, if you feel like your side hustle is something that you would rather do full time, like maybe that's an opportunity for you. Maybe that's something that can come come next for you. I know there are many, many people who um, who have made that jump from either like corporate or large scale business to working for themselves because they want that flexibility. They're not getting that autonomy in their job and mm-hmm. 
they they want to be able to be in charge of their own schedule and doing what they love and if that's something that you would much rather do and you you know where you want to uh, to move forward with that then that's another opportunity for you absolutely so i mean that's a good thing like where where does your passion mm-hmm. lie at this at this time mm-hmm. well that being said i i actually met with someone last week who said you know i don't feel like your job needs to be about your passion. I feel like your mm. job needs to be about your comfort level. Like, mm. are you comfortable there? Are you making enough money? And can you do your passion in the long run? Like, do you, like, are you afraid that if you make a career out of your passion, you will no longer be passionate about that anymore? And I think that's that's a really interesting sentiment. I've never heard of that before, but it makes a lot of sense. Like, not wanting to to ruin a good thing, to keep something a hobby or keep something, you know, on the side and mm-hmm. find something else to focus on big time. I don't know. And well, and it makes me think about the, the ideas that our, our work does not happen in a vacuum. Yeah. We spend like most of our like weeks, you know, at our jobs, but um, you also have a family. You also have other interests. You also have your own kind of health and wellness to attend to. You have all these things that, um, are part of this. And so like, you know, making the decision to, to leave or stay at a job or, or try to mm-hmm. change a job um, is uh, happening within that context of mm-hmm. all the things that are in your life. Mm-hmm. And so um, finding a better way to, to um, change it. And that, I guess that's why when we talk about like that, that negativity piece, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, like if they're frustrated with their job, they take that negativity home and then it infects the kind of the rest of their, their family life too. So um, there is that. Has that ever like, happened to you? Um, I've, I've certainly been like kind of burned down in, in a role and like you, you get home at the end of the day and you're frustrated and, um, Oh, I thought I there. was like saying, has that ever happened to you because of me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to throw you under the bus or anything. Um, but that it impacts your, you as a person, right? And that's why we're talking about this on a, a mental health, uh, podcast, right? Because totally. our career is our, our job, our work, um, is a big part of it. Um, that goes back to like the history of psychology was like the key components of our, our lives are our work mm-hmm. and, and love our relationships. And totally. Um, so if this thing's out of, out of whack, then it's going to, uh, trickle into the other parts of our lives. Yeah. And jobs can be huge energy sucks and mm-hmm. then you don't have energy left for the rest of the things that you love in life. And that's right. That's a problem. And we're looking for more balance in that, right? Mm-hmm. We love balance. How do you get more balance? What's a good a good way that you can get more balance? Well, I think following our five steps to identify <laughs> whether uh, it's time to consider uh, a new role of some sort. Yeah, or uh, if or if you need some more guidance, you can always go to a therapist who mm-hmm. uh, is passionate about career counseling, specializes in career counseling, or also just does career counseling. Absolutely, and that kind of relationship, you know that that's one avenue and. Others are like, like I said, like talking to a mentor or somebody who, uh, mm-hmm. whose opinion you value a lot, who kind of knows your field mm-hmm. a little bit, that can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Speaking with your family, again, these things don't, they don't happen in a bubble um, or a vacuum, right? So reaching out to others um, can be a way to, to bridge um, your current situation, which may or may not be tenable um, to wherever you want to be next. Cool. Cool times. Well, let's uh let's do a quick uh, summary of our little five, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Yeah. So our first one is you want more of a challenge, 
or you want something else because you are bored or unchallenged or stagnant at your job. Uh, the second item was that your attempts to kind of communicate your needs or try to make repairs within your your organization or at your role to try and adjust things to make it better for you um, have been unreceived. Mm-hmm. The third one is your boundaries have been broken. So your boundaries are deal breakers for, for your career. They, they've been broken by someone at your job or by your career. And the fourth one is that you have uh, developed kind of an overriding sense of negativity about your job. Um, this is usually something your family and friends can tell you is coming across. Uh, but also that litmus test of like, I just got off vacation and I am dreading this or am I excited or am I somewhere in between? Mm-hmm. Um, that can be another way to find that out. Mm-hmm. And then your fifth one, you you know what you want to do next, or you know that you want to go to career counseling mm-hmm. in order to help figure out what you want to do next. Yeah, to identify how do we how do we take this place that I'm at now that is not working and get to a place that's better. Cool. Very good. Well, we hope that was helpful. Um, again, this is thinking about uh, five signs that it is maybe time to start thinking about a change in your. Uh, job or your career Mm -hmm. and um, we'd love to hear your feedback if you'd like to give that and you can give us feedback through any of our venues through our website on the podcast page or through your instagram or you know however however you can reach us through emails yeah text us you can do all of the things any of it's available (laughs) we are very available we but we have boundaries we do (laughs) uh But I'll say we are interested in your thoughts for other topics that are kind of mental health related, the the 90% outside of your time in therapy. So you can use any of those venues to to shoot us a recommendation or shoot us an idea. And honestly, we just might make another episode based off of that. Yeah. Directed to you. Just for you. But we won't tell you who it is because, you know, confidentiality. Confidentiality. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Until next next time, bye. Bye. The 90% Podcast is produced for educational purposes only. Although we hope it helps you live a happier, healthier life, this podcast is not intended as medical advice, nor as a replacement for counseling. You may want to consult with your doctor and or therapist before attempting any of the strategies offered here.